Welcome to Conversation 6. My name is Vipin Narang. I'm a professor at MIT, and I'm delighted today to have Anand Krishnan, uh, who is going to be the Beijing bureau chief for the Hindu uh, in, Be uh, in Beijing coming up. Uh, he is currently in Chennai, and he has just published a book, India's Chi China Challenge, uh, which couldn't come at a better time. Uh, first, we're going to talk uh, about his book and then its application uh, to the India-China border dispute. Uh, and where that stands now and how uh, it may end, if at all. So Anand, thanks for joining me. Uh, congratulations on the book. Why don't you tell me uh, you know, three big takeaways from India's China challenge? Thanks so much, Vipin, and delighted to be in this conversation with you. Um, so I spent the last 10 years in China as a reporter for the Hindu in India today. So this book was basically my own personal endeavor to try and make sense of everything that I saw in China over the last 10 years, the shift from the Hu Jintao to the Xi Jinping periods, and basically try and make sense of what these internal changes in China mean for the India-China relationship. So that's basically what the book is about. If I had to flag takeaways, I think the most obvious one, uh, Vipin, is that India as a whole grossly underinvests in trying to understand China. Uh, I think at every level, whether it's businesses, the government, or the media, uh, where I'm from, uh, and just to un underscore that, over the last eight, nine months, at this huge time of crisis in the India-China relationship, there have only been two Indian reporters based in China covering the entire country, mm. which just goes to show uh, how little we invest in trying to understand China. And that's one big theme of the book. Uh, the other thing that I'd, I'm trying to bring out is trying to react against this perception in India of China being this monochromatic monolith where everyone speaks in the same voice, uh, where every little article that we see right. in the newspaper we think is signed off by the Politburo. So I'm trying to bring out a diversity of voices from China. Of course, uh, given the system there, people can't always express these views freely. But that's something I'm Except for Global Times. <laughs> Obviously, yes. So, so that's something I'm trying to bring out as well. And I'd, I'd say the third important takeaway we've been something that brings us to the boundary is the question of history. I think that we haven't really confronted it. And the I think the traumatic legacy of the 62 war between India and China uh, and of the unresolved boundary, I think both sides have ignored that. And I make the case for us confronting that head on. And I think that without a national conversation of moving past these two huge historical legacies, I think we're going to be stuck in this time warp where history repeats itself. That's a perfect segue. So as somebody who speaks Mandarin, who's been in China and is now you know, reporting in India, uh, what do you think China's motivations for pressing uh, in Ladakh are? Because you know the foreign minister has said, we frankly don't know why China has done this. What's your, what's your assessment of why China is doing this now in the middle of a pandemic? I would say, Vipin, I broadly agree with the foreign minister. I think that it's very difficult to say with certainty <laughs> why China is doing what it's doing. I think it's probably a, a, a confluence of factors. I think a sense of vulnerability in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. I think a sense of insecurity at India's own infrastructure upgrades in Ladakh. I also think uh, partly India's reorganization internally and creating a new union territory of Ladakh last year something that China mm. really reacted against. Possibly they wanted to send a message to show that they were in control uh, as far as their territorial claims go in Ladakh. So it could be a confluence of uh, reasons, within. but I always feel less important than their intentions is obviously the outcomes and the actions on the ground. Right. And I think we, of course, have to pay more attention to that. 
That's interesting. Ashley Tellis created quite a stir this week by uh, resurfacing the Article 370 uh, explanation. And he, he argued that China may have misread it. But uh, when the Home Minister stood in Parliament and talked about India, you know, giving uh, right. its lives for Akai Chin, do you think that that, that fed into China's uh, paranoia and misperceptions about India's intentions I think it is in Ladakh? I think it is possible that it increased their paranoia. But then again, Vipin, as I said, uh, I always personally believe that uh, guessing Chinese intentions is a mug's game at the best of time, right. especially now under Xi when things have become so much more opaque. Uh, so I feel that sometimes in India, we spend too much time and emotion trying to read their minds rather than actually figuring out how we're going to deal with what they're doing on the ground. Well, so how 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 should India, what are India's options now? So India, uh, you know, China has taken territory that it previously had not, whether it's on Indian, right. quote unquote, Indian territory or not is debatable. But how does India get out of this? And what are India's options through the winter? Are we in it for the long haul? Or are there any options available to India to negotiate its way out of it? What's your best guess? I think, Vipin, that the fact is India doesn't have very great options. I think they're going to continue doing what they're doing, which is twofold. On the, on, on the one hand, stand their ground along the LAC, keep their troop presence high, and try and prevent further losses of access mm-hmm. territory, uh, which has happened since May. And I think at the same time, they're going to be taking other measures just to signal to China that it can't be business as usual. Things that suggest that, you know, we can't have the trade and economic and investment relations that we've had for the last 20, 30 years. So I think they're going to keep up uh, this on two fronts and hope that as winter sets in, perhaps Beijing will have a rethink. But I still think we're in it for the long haul, I'm afraid. It is indeed India's China challenge. Anand Krishnan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Hope everybody enjoyed uh, this quick six minutes. uh, And we look forward to your reporting in Beijing as and when you can get there. Thank you, Bipin.